The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, everybody. My name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Episode 650. It was strange. I don't know if you noticed that, but as I was looking around waiting for this noodle to bark, the game froze. (laughs) And I was slightly concerned that the game was going to crash before I even started the episode. Actually, that would probably be the best time for it to crash, because then I could just start the episode again. But uh, hopefully that's the last freeze of the episode. We've had that the last few episodes, haven't we? Where the game will just freeze unannounced... (laughs) <laughs> like, not that it announces itself, other. Excuse me, person playing the video game. I'm going to freeze. But, uh, yeah, we are ready to go here for episode 650 of Far Lands or Bust for your Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017. It's August. What? <laughs> when did this happen? What is this? Whole passage of time thing Ooh, that uh, keeps happening to us. It's uncalled for, unnecessary. But yeah, August 2017. Like I said, episode 650. And I figure it's a decent enough day and a, and a round enough episode number to perhaps have a bit of a recap here. It's been a while since we've done like a normal recap episode. I don't have anything written down, so this is all off the cuff, off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm going to be forgetting some significant things, but welcome, welcome, all of you, to Far Lands or Bust. We are playing Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. This is the last official version of the game Minecraft that has the vanilla Far Lands. In Minecraft 1.8, they, uh, Minecraft Beta 1.8, which is confusing, this is before 1.0, but don't think about that. Uh, in Beta 1.8, they rewrote the terrain generation to include the modern biomes, as well as villages, and other sort of pre-created, randomized content like that. And in doing so, they fixed the code that caused the Far Lands. The Far Lands in this version are 12,500,000 blocks from spawn. From 0-0. Spawn technically isn't always 0-0, but we're just using that as a measuring stick, I suppose. But yeah, they're 12.5 million blocks from spawn as opposed to 1.8, beta 1.8 and and beyond in current versions. Terrain just continues normally until 30 million blocks, and then those become fake chunks that you will fall through the earth uh, at. But in this version, and in previous versions to this, 12.5 million blocks before you, you reach a point at which the terrain generation all goes wibbly-wobbly and you get these vertical walls and 
inverted landscapes and waterfalls and things. Quite, quite an interesting place to go and quite an interesting place that uh, we've been going since March of 2011. We started this journey in March 2011. Started this as my first YouTube Let's Play series. Previously, I just had this account. I think I opened this account in 2009 or six, nine, 2009. I don't, I don't know that YouTube really existed in its current form in 2006. It did, but not. I don't think I made an account. I think I made this account in 2009, and I was just a, a watcher of YouTube. I uploaded a few astronomy-related videos or composite videos based on scientific imagery, just for reference. Uh, but it was, <clears throat> excuse me, around 2010 that I personally started watching Let's Plays on the YouTubes. I found Minecraft through Let's Plays on YouTube, uh, and then slowly started to decide <clears throat> that my voice was going to die, and, uh, episode 650 of Farlands West is the last one, because I no longer have a voice. <laughs> no, no, uh, I slowly decided that, hmm, this, this looks like fun. Why don't, why don't I try it out for fun? So I very awkwardly, with with a cheap Razer headset and a recently purchased copy of Fraps and Windows Movie Maker for editing uh, on Windows XP, decided that, it, that I, I would I would try my hand at Farland or not Farland's Bust at that time, just a regular old Minecraft Let's Play. And uh, by episode 11, I'm like, what can I do to make this unique? Heard about the Far Lands, didn't think it was too tall of an order. And six years later, <laughs> it's a, a really tall order. <laughs> we are just past Kevlave, 25% of the way there, a quarter of the way there. The last official time we pressed F3 at the end of the Flabathon for Season 6, we were at 3,116,936 blocks from spawn. Of course, we unofficially, officially, pressed F3 a few episodes ago in order to find the double pie number, which was 3,140,000, etc., etc., whatever pie is, which is just over 25% of the way uh, there. So it's possible, it's totally feasible. It's not, it's not unfathomable for an individual to walk unassisted in the vanilla copy of the game to the Farlands, and that is, that is the, the, the inspiration and the justification for this journey to begin with. Of course, we were raising money, and we will continue raising money for charity, giving this even more of a point, <laughs> I guess, um, this journey, a little bit more meaning. In June 2011, we started raising money for Child's Play Charity, and since then we raised over $407,000 just with Farlands or Bust Alone and the Flabathons, $407,000 for Child's Play Charity, and that goes to help get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Shelters, hospitals, um, those sorts of things. Children's hospitals, family hospitals. Uh, Childsplaycharity.org is where you want to learn about them. Uh, 
and uh, just decided to start season seven here without a, a particular charity or goal. Uh, and uh, slowly figuring that out as I slowly figure stuff out for myself here. Uh, and uh, we're just gonna keep keep walking regardless. Because like I said, 25% of the way there, gotta, gotta keep making that progress. Uh, what else? At the start of this episode, I guess if you're keeping track, at the start of episode 650, the world save uh, file size was 24,300.9 megabytes. So just over 24 gigabytes of a world that if you were to look at it from an overviewer map would just be a single trail in the westward direction. Wandering left and right quite a bit, I'm sure, but a, a single trail. Just walking, not really building much. I know there's bigger worlds out there, like saves, particularly worlds where people do a lot of intricate buildings. Uh, the more, the more creative block placements and um, creations you make will will increase the world size as as does exploring and letting the world generate itself. Um, so that's, that's another interesting number to keep in mind. And yeah, just just continuing on with this. It's become a bit of a podcast. It is literally a podcast. Uh, thanks to support on my Patreon. One of those tiers was to unlock uploading the audio-only version of this as a podcast. It's available on your iTunes podcasts. It's, it's available on Android, uh, Google Play podcast listings. Uh, but the website... To the direct feed is uh, in particular listed in the video description below. If you want to check that out yourself. And let's go to sleep and I'll talk just a little bit about particular things. Frequent questions like what's up with the lag? <laughs> what's up with the jitteriness in this game? Is your computer not strong enough to run a six-year-old version of Minecraft? I'll explain that and more in the morning. And awakeness. A little bit of trivia for you. In those four years, I have yet to die. I have yet to die in Minecraft since I started playing. Since episode one. Got close quite a few times. Got real close. But have yet to die. However, that is why I place beds and leave beds and sleep in the beds. Elevated hidey hole there. In the event I do die, I don't want to end up all the way three million blocks back at spawn. So I will spawn at the previous bed. Whether or not it be an elevated hidey hole like that or an end of the episode underground hidey hole. That is the, uh, I guess safety feature <laughs> that I have kept up with since pretty much the get-go. And uh, those elevated hidey holes do indeed act as a spawn point. We tested it in another world save. Uh, so that's that's the reason I do that, and that's why we're always making bed. It's really the only consistent consumable that we use, because in this version of the game there's no hunger or anything. We don't need to eat food unless we need to repair hearts. Uh, the most food we go through is for Wolfie. Who disappeared? There he is. <laughs> um, that would be the uh, pork chop, which in this slightly altered 
texture pack I'm using are bone treats for Wolfie. Uh, other things like some of the colors on the leaves. Clay is red instead of gray. Customized backgrounds on some of my inventory and stuff. But otherwise, pretty much that's the only off vanilla thing and, and texture packs don't change the way the game runs or works at all. And speaking of how the game game runs, the the jitteriness is is a direct result of being so far from the zero zero coordinates in Minecraft. The further and further you get, the larger your x y I'm sorry, your x z coordinate gets. In this case, our x coordinate is getting bigger, right? Or is the z? I think it's the z. Either way, one of those is getting really, really big. Three million. Over three million. However, those numbers are stored in binary and they are only given so many, I suppose, slots for each integer. Uh, 32, I believe, <laughs> since it's 32-bit. Um, so whenever that number gets bigger, it gets more imprecise because... The decimal has to move over one, and that is what the floating point. The decimal is the point, and it floats to accommodate a larger number. So therefore, I'm sorry, it floats that way, that way. So the, the decimal gets smaller and smaller. And every time that happens, your coordinates get less and less precise, and that's why we're jittering, and that's why we found out last season the bounding box, it's easier to see on sand, I guess. But the bounding box, the block selection box, which is that little one pixel border, shows you what block I have selected. It is off by two texture pixels, we decided. And we went back and we actually found that, that coordinates where that specifically happens and we did some experiments. Good times! But that that's what causes the block jitter. It's what causes, if I were to uh, drop an item on the ground, the item is an entity and not a block. So it stays positioned like we do, or Wolfie stays positioned like we do, but it appears that the, the ground underneath him is shaking. Same thing with signs or other entities versus blocks in the world. It's a little bit annoying, yes, and some people have stopped watching and are probably only listening to the podcast based on it. I understand that. Uh, it's not... I've gotten used to it. <laughs> I've gotten personally used to it. Uh, and it is... It, it is right now, aside from using the really old version of the game, it is like the unique thing to, to the Farlands journey that is, like I said, direct evidence of what we're doing here. And it's just kind of a, 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 a neat thing, I think. And that's why I've decided to keep it. The next time it rolls over, which is going to be a while, uh, the next time it rolls over and we float another point, it's going to double in size, but that also means it's double the distance away. Uh, it's going to be four texture pixels off, which is what, a whole quarter of the block? A fifth of the block? Uh, that might be unbearable, and there are fixes. That is the point where we might have to enable a, a simple fix that changes the coordinate system and movement system from using the floating point to using a... What was the other option? 
uh, somebody somebody looked into this and and had a really good YouTube video about it. How it seems like they actually tried to program it to fix it, but accidentally left in the floating point when instead they meant to use a another type of calculation system. <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot. I should know this, but like I said, I'm doing this off the top of my head out of memory. I don't have these notes written down. Anyway, there's a, a double precision. That's what it is. There's there's a different way to calculate the coordinates and double precision. Precision is the way to do it. And it doesn't in in changing that the the terrain jitter and the farlands themselves are two separate problems. Uh, if we did that, it would basically fix the jitter, but it wouldn't fix the farlands. The farlands are still going to generate when we reach them. So that still could be a couple years off, honestly, but I'm I'm going to keep it the way it is. Like I said, it's it's a unique experience. Speaking of unique experiences, look at this. Look at this landscape. Check it out. Hi, right, Wolfie. Yeah, yeah. What do we need? I need really not much. Just checking, checking my stuff. I got some cookies. <laughs> Leftover cookies. Must have found some. I, this happened maybe like three or four episodes ago, but I forgot what happened. Probably definitely in a dungeon. Cocoa beans, since there's no rainforests here, can't get them naturally. Woof. Wolfie agrees. So yeah, that's really all. <laughs> I've had Wolfie since episode 32, uh, which is a long time to have a Minecraft wolf. Um, used to have a diamond sword that we had since the spawn point, since we left our spawn point, but we left that behind in the season 5 F3 monument because it was about to break, and I felt it was better to let it exist forever in this world in a chest atop the F3 monument instead of bringing it along and haphazardly swinging at a sheep or something and making it break. Uh, I think the oldest item on our inventory now is the compass, which we crafted because we got lost on like episode 9. <laughs> we got lost and had to craft a compass to find our house again. Um, compass has been with us since then. Um, which is a useful item to have, because as long as it's pointing behind, it's always pointing at the original spawn point. That means I'm heading in the right direction. Doesn't mean I always head in the right direction. I do get lost sometimes, but that's all right. As long as, as, long as we're going west. Long as we're going west. So yeah, I appreciate y'all hanging out here, whether or not this is your first episode, or you've been watching since the beginning, or just joining us recently, or just popping in for your one of the few episodes you might catch on a yearly basis. As I heard in the last uh, episode, I asked where everybody seems to be returning from, or referred to. Had some a wide range of answers. But a lot has happened in six years, and a lot can happen for audience members in six years. You know, a lot of people were maybe in high school when I started, and now they've graduated from college. <laughs> and, uh... Those sort of things certainly change the availability of Farlanders as an audience, as well as different, just different interests and things like that. And certainly YouTube has changed a significant amount. Twitch, I made my Twitch account so I could broadcast the first Flabathon in September 2011. Was it October? Was it November? 
think it was November, actually. November 2011. Um, yeah, I made my Twitch account. Uh, back when I had to make the account on Justin TV. <laughs> so a lot, quite a few things have changed. <laughs> this is not the same world. The only thing that's the same about this world is the world we're in. The Far Lands are bust Minecraft world here. That's the only thing that's the same world. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's why it's so comforting. We always know what we're going to expect. We can always expect the terrain jitter. We can always accidentally run into a very dangerous cave that we don't want to do. And we can always make an elevated hidey hole at the end of the day to ensure that our progress is not lost. If the worst should happen. <laughs> dramatic. Overly dramatic YouTube commentary. <laughs> oh man, but let's do that. And I actually have the last question here left over from the last season of Far Lands or Bust that I will get to answering in the morning. And... Awakeness. Woof indeed. Woof indeed. So yeah, I think... I have some other topics in mind. Uh, like, that I've not been asked of me or anything like that, that I could ramble on about probably. One of those I've been talking about a little bit. I was, I've been talking about the... Mental health is kind of a big topic right now due to some unfortunate happenstances. Um, but specifically in my neck of the woods for the fact that I'm trying out medication and doing some different things to try to get on, on top of the old Kurt J. Mac brain. But uh, yeah, so I was thinking about like talking a bit about that. Maybe in some depth? It's always shaky uh, to do that sort of thing. But like I said, this has become some sort of a personal podcast, bloggy, vloggy, video game thing, more so than a Let's Play. Ooh. Oh, that would be an amazing place for an F3 monument. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Um, but yeah, that I might save for a future episode. So let me actually get through this last question from Mercy Resolution, who heaven knows if they're still watching. They might have asked this during the last Flobathon. Um, look at that weird tree that's up there, too. Oh, it's like part of, it blends right in. I was very confused. Neat. It's very neat. Oh, there's a little opening right here. This would have been an amazing, an amazing place to make a monument. <laughs> that would have been perfect. You build the giant deluxe hidey hole underground here and then build the spire up in the sky. The Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh, man. But Mercy, speaking of Mercy, Mercy uh, Resolution asked, Have you heard of the recent death of Tilakum, the orca featured in the documentary Blackfish? What are your thoughts on SeaWorld, Blackfish, etc.? I did see Blackfish, like in the theaters. I went to downtown Chicago and it was like a independent documentary uh, and caught a, a, a screening. Uh, it was a very sad, very informative documentary. Um, and yeah, that was a while ago that obviously back during season seven even, uh, or six, excuse me, where uh, Tilikum died. If you don't know, 
SeaWorld is a place... Uh, I don't want to call it an aquarium? Because it's not? <laughs> it's, 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 it's an amusement park focused on dolphins and, and these orca whales and, and sea lions and things. But they, there's for a long time been controversy about the treatment, about whether or not even they should have these wild animals uh, doing tricks. You know, whales, they they swim the entire ocean. They can swim from Alaska to California to, to all the way around to, to, to you know, the, the Atlantic Ocean and stuff. And then to suddenly put these giant beasts in a small tank. Very intelligent animals um, to have them do tricks for you. Um, obviously, this is something that I don't agree with. Um, certainly expounded by watching that documentary. And Tilikum specifically is a whale that was involved in multiple incidents of causing injury to trainers, handlers, uh, and then most recently the death uh, of, a, of a handler. And that was, that was kind of the, the most eye-opening part of that documentary was they talked about those handlers, you know, those people who ride the whales and, like, make them do tricks and they whistle and throw fish at them. I always, in my, I guess, uh, just assumptions, thought that these were, like, you know, trained marine biologists who have, like, advanced degrees in studying these creatures. Uh, it turns out they're just, like, entertainers. A lot of them are hired for their gymnastic or swimming abilities. Um, you know, usually out of, like, you know, they don't have marine biology experience at all. Uh, and, and they're just hired to be entertaining presenters and to do neat tricks with the animals, uh, which was shocking. You know, the real, the people who have advanced degrees, masters and doctorates in, in marine biology are out in the actual ocean doing, studying actual animals in the wild. Uh, so that was like the most shocking thing, uh, to me. And, uh, so yeah, I certainly agree with the things that were said in the documentary and, and certainly don't agree with keeping these animals penned up. Even the dolphins, even, even sometimes I start to feel a little bit weird at zoos sometimes. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I suppose you can tell if it's being run by like a specific nonprofit organization, uh, but a lot of the times they're not. They're for-profit organizations who the, the animals are the attraction. Um, so yeah, even like zoos, wild animals in general, and just keeping them um, is 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 just one of the weird, sketchy human things that we do. That's a little bit, to me, unnecessary. And of course, I'm you know I I care about animal welfare and stuff as well. Yes, I eat meat, and sure, it's a completely different debate about wild animals versus domesticated animals, cows and chickens and things that are bred specifically in captivity and for food purposes. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a different discussion that's going to take years to talk about, I'm sure. But specifically, wild animals 
being put in cages and then specifically being made to do tricks uh, on command uh, is just a really bad thing. And it even, on a smaller scale, brought me back to Speedy. Those of you who have been watching for a long time know that uh, when I started the series, uh, I had a pet box turtle, very small uh, box turtle, maybe the size of like a softball. Uh, I got the turtle when I was like nine years old, nine years old. Uh, and uh, I was just interested in reptiles and turtles. Uh, got it when I was nine years old and uh, had it until I was 32. So 23 years. I had Speedy for 23 years. And and as I grew up and started to learn more about box turtles and pet stores and things like that, uh, I started to feel similar regrets about owning Speedy in that uh, most box turtles can live... most species of turtles can live 50, 100 years even. Uh, and, and I got Speedy from just a pet store, strip mall pet store. Um, that had like, you know, a, a container of like 20 of them crawling around and I'm like, that one. Um, you know, most of them are, all of them actually, are caught in the wild. And I believe it's South Carolina is the only state in the United States where it is legal to catch wild turtles for sale in pet stores. So everywhere else in the United States, it's not legal to wild catch reptiles or, or turtles specifically for sale. So that means they all come from South Carolina and then they're put into big containers, shipped across the country. Half of them probably die during the shipment um, and then they're sell, sold in, in storefronts. Um, and uh, yeah, that made me sad. So it's very, it's entirely possible that Speedy was alive in the wild for 20 years before I even got her at nine years old, um, which is a bummer. <laughs> um, and then, of course, once once you have them in in captivity, uh, you shouldn't and and do not return them to the wild if you like change your mind or whatever. Similar things with like you know people give rabbits to kids on Easter or whatever like that. That's a bad idea. Uh, you can't return them to the wild because during their time in captivity, they probably picked up some sort of disease. Uh, that they only get in captivity, that if you return them to the wild, you've reintroduced that disease into the wild or whatever, that might invade actual wild populations of these animals. But anyway, uh, Speedy died uh, when I was 32 or something like that. I talked about that in an episode. Uh, that was a bummer. <laughs> a big old bummer, because I <laughs> pretty much grew up with this animal, uh, literally, uh, since I was nine years old carried it around to, to, to multiple uh, places that I lived and stuff and had a whole setup and was as I was getting older was trying to be better about feeding it the right food and giving it the right environment knowing fully well I couldn't just return it to the to the wild uh, so yeah just even sure <laughs> giant orca whale versus little tiny turtle a little bit of a difference but just brings up the same things that just kind of bums me out about yeah, I think maybe we should leave wild animals in the wild. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you might want to try, and the argument they make at SeaWorld is like, oh, it's for education and, and, and public knowledge that we're doing this, when they're 
really making money off of entertainment and ticket sales and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Shamu and Tilikum uh, toys and merchandise and, and stuff and whatever. Um, so just rather sketch, rather sketch indeed, and I, I, I personally won't be paying any visits to any Sea Worlds. And, and like I said, even sometimes zoos, depending on the source, kind of make me feel bad for the animals at the zoo. Uh, but uh, and then even specifically wild wild animals being kept as pets. That's a no good. That's that's a no good, probably. I'm thinking. And uh, uh, if it, if it's something you want to do, or you have done, or you currently do, uh, whether it be a turtle or a snake or a whatever, um, that's fine. As long as you're also educated about where it came from, and maybe do your best not to support the type of industry that would carry containers full of turtles across state lines spreading them throughout the country and you know getting them all sick and or dead in the process and all those all those bummer of things we we can do better than that we can make better choices than that but uh yeah sorry to end on a bit of a bummer note there <laughs> but it was a question that was asked and the last question from season 6 of Far Lands or Bust Gotta work harder on thinking of these new topics to talk about. Or maybe I'll poll some of my patrons for some questions if there's any unique ones out there. Uh, I'll, I'll, with the post up on Patreon, I'll ask the question for questions. I'll ask the question for questions. But uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out and watching this episode of Farlands Bust, episode 650. I hopefully brought some new Farlanders up to speed as to what we're doing and what we're up to and what's been going on. Hope you have a good day. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. And I forgot my outro. No, no. And I will see you next time.